You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again. Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother Cooper. Cooper, brother, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's a Sunday, brother, so guess what that means. We're going to talk a little basketball. We're going to talk a little baseball. Hardwood and the diamonds. Talking about the balls. Your favorite balls. <laughs> Not so much. I like football most of all. Uh, well, we, we hope you do. What do you think is bigger, the uh, orange one or the white one? The orange one, no doubt. <laughs> so you're hoping that's the left one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it ain't that big. Ooh. Boingy, boingy, boingy. Couple of Voight basketballs down there. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about some hardwood. Here we go. Are you ready? Let's do it. NBA records from this past week, starting from the bottom, going to the top. Here we go. Pistons went 1-2. and two. Magic 2-3. Two and three. Cavaliers 0-5. Raptors 1-3. and three. Bulls one and three, War, uh, Wizards three and two, Pacers two and two, Hornets two and two, Heat two and one, Celtics two and two, Hawks two and three, Knicks one and one, Bucks two and two, 76ers three and zero, oh, and the Nets went three and one. In the Western Conference, the lowly little Rockets went one and two. The Timberwolves not better, but only slightly better, uh, three and one. The Thunder went one and three, and we're going to talk about what happened on Saturday with them. The Kings went two and two. Pelicans three and one. Spurs one and two. Warriors two and two. Grizzlies two and three. Blazers three and one. Lakers one and two. Mavericks three and one. Clippers went zero oh and three. That just brings a smile to my face. Yes, indeedy. The Nuggets went undefeated at four and zero. Oh. Suns three and one. And the Jazz went two and two. In the NBA standings, as they currently stand right now, in the one seed in the East, the Nets are 43-21 with a 6.72 percentage. 
In second place are the 76ers, 42 and 21, 667 percentage, and a half game back. The Bucks are 39 and 24 with a 619 percentage and three and a half back. The Knicks are 35 28 with a 556 percentage and seven and a half back. The Hawks are 35 and 30, 538 win percentage and eight and a half back. The Celtics are 34 and 30 as well as the Heat. Both have a 531 percentage and both are nine games back, tied for six and seven. The Hornets are 31 and 32 with a 492 win percentage and 12 games back. The Pacers are 30 and 33, 476 percentage, 13 games back. And the Wizards still holding on to their playoff hopes at 29 and 35, 435 win percentage, and 14 games back in the conference. The Western Conference features the Jazz still sitting on top, but barely, as they are 46 and 18, a 719 win percentage. The Suns are right behind them at 45 and 18, 714 percentage, and just a half game back. The Nuggets, despite missing their best player, Jamal Murray, have still managed to climb in the standings. They are now third in the standings, 43-21 with a 672 percentage and three games back. The Clippers, um, with that losing streak recently, have slipped out of the third seed down to the fourth seed, are 43-22 with a 662 percentage and three and a half back. The Mavericks have tied the Lakers and have the... Um, Tiebreaker and are 36 and 27, as well as the Lakers with a 571 percentage and nine and a half back. The Blazers are the seventh seed. They're 35 and 28 with a 556 win percentage, 11 games back. The Grizzlies are a game above 500 at 32 and 31 with a 508 percentage and 14 back. The Warriors are 32 and 32, uh, 500 win percentage, and 14 games back. And the Spurs are also 500, but they're 31 and 31 and 14 games back. So now it's time for the guys on the diamond. Let's get it, brother. The boys of summer, baby. Let's talk about it. Last week, the American League, the Tigers, went one and five. The Twins, two and three. Rangers, three and two. Rays, two and four. Indians, three and two. Yankees and Orioles both went four and two. The Blue Jays, three and one. Angels, three and two. Mariners, two and four. Astros, getting back on track, and here they come at five and one. The A's went two and four. They're cheating. <laughs> The White Sox 4-2, the Red Sox 3-2, as well as the Royals. In the National League, the Rockies went 2-4, the Marlins went 2-3, Cubs 2-4, Braves 3-3, Pirates 1-3, Reds 3-2, Mets 1-3, Nationals 2-2, Phillies 2-3, Diamondbacks 3-2, Cardinals 4-1, Padres 3-1, Dodgers 1-4, Giants 2-3, and and the Brewers went 4-1. Last time we spoke, the Dodgers were still on top of the National League. No longer. Ugh. They're killing me, Smalls. They're killing me. <laughs> Alright, so the standings as they currently sit in the American League East Division. You have the Red Sox, 17-11 with a 607 percentage. Cheaters. <laughs> the Blue Jays are 14-12, 538 percentage and two games back. The Yankees are 14-14 and now, 503 games back. The Orioles are uh, still 13-14 and though. Uh, with a 481 percentage and three games back, or three and a half games back now, actually. And the Rays are actually now 14 and 15, a game under 500, and are three and a half back. In the Central Division, the Royals lead that division at 16 and 9, 640 percentage. The White Sox are 15 and 11, 577 percentage, and a game and a half back. Boy, the White Sox, man. How are right. doing? Yes, sir. The Indians are 12 and 13 with a 480 percentage and four games back. The Twins are 9-16 and 
in, with a 360 percentage in seven games back. And the Tigers are 8-21 and 21 with a 276 average in 10 games back. Ugh. The A's still are holding on top of the Western Division right now at 16-12 and 12 with a 571 win percentage. The Astros are right behind them. Cheaters. Along with the Mariners are both 15-13 and 13 in a game back in a 536 win percentage. The Angels are behind both those teams at 13-12, and 12, 521 percentage in a game and a half back. And the Rangers are bringing up the rear of the Western Division at 12-16 and 16 with a 429 win percentage in four games back. Then the NL East, moving to that other league. The Nationals are 12 and 12, 500, and of course lead the division. The Phillies are 13 and 14, a 481 win percentage, and a half game back. The Mets are 10 and 11, a 476 percentage, and also a game and are also a half game back. The Braves are 12 and 16 with a 429 percentage, two games back. The Marlins are 11 and 16 with a 407 win percentage, and two and a half games back. In the Central Division, the Brew Crew are leading that one, and that would be the Brewers, if you were unaware of who the Brew Crew is. That's 17 and 10 and a 630 win percentage. Those Cardinals of St. Louis are 16 and 12 with a 571 win percentage in a game and a half back. The Reds are 12 and 14, 462 win percentage and four and a half back. Both the Cubs and Pirates are Aye. 12 and 15 with a 444 percentage and five games back. Them poor Cubbies. All right. And in the West, the San Francisco Giants. Sorry, San Francisco Giants are sixteen and eleven, five ninety three one percentage, and a game above, a half game above the Dodgers, or sixteen and twelve, a five seventy one win percentage. Who also has the same record as the Padres? Sorry, the Diamondbacks are fourteen and thirteen, five nineteen percentage, and two games back. And the Rockies are ten and seventeen, three seventy one percentage. And six games back. Are you ready to get into some notes? Tough division there, brother. Tough no. division there. I'm not liking this one bit. We're going to talk about why. <laughs> Starting with my Dodgers. Let's get the soapbox out of the way early. Yes, sir. The Los Angeles Dodgers' bullpen struggles continued with another blown lead. Twice on Saturday against the Milwaukee Brewers in extra innings, the Dodgers got themselves a lead only to have the bullpen blow each lead. The Dodgers even got two runs in the top of the 11th, only to see the staff give up three runs in the bottom half of the inning, resulting in the loss. This is starting to become an uneasy trend to watch as the Dodgers now have fallen to second place in the NL West behind the Giants, tied with the Padres. So, Cooper, what the heck is going on with my team's bullpen, man? They're blowing games. Brother, it happens every now and then. It's too often now lately, though. Just, just chill. I can't they'll, chill with all They'll these come losses. back. They'll come back. It's too many losses. You're just not happy unless you're sitting on top of the division, that's all. Well, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Uh, <laughs> we're supposed to be the best team in the league, and we're not playing like it right now. It's killing me, Smalls. It's killing me. <laughs> I'm surprised if I don't make it to the end of the episode. <laughs> Alright, this season is already looking like it might get out of hand for the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers have only won eight games thus far and are one of two teams that have yet to win double digits this year. It may still be early in the season, but teams rarely come back from such a difficult start in the season. It'll be interesting to see what the Tigers can do to try and fix whatever is causing them so many losses. Rescrap. Rescrap. Again. Again. I mean, that's what they've been doing for the past, like, five years. Maybe new ownership. I don't know. Yeah, unless you can force ownership to change, it's not going to probably happen. Exactly. Yeah, that seems to be the problem. I think, really, the ownership groups really need to change their guidelines and say, you're not making a true enough effort into your franchise, then you need to be 
Yeah, I think there out. needs there needs to be a committee that that you know makes those kind of decisions, and uh, that way it helps organizations move forward, especially when they've been a part of the league for as long as they have. So, right. I mean, if you're not gonna, you know, at least every now and then stay five hundred and above. You know, there you you can have talks. yeah, you, you can, can have, have your off roles. seasons, but yeah, they're just dude. You can have a couple seasons where you're just like, hey man, we we can't do much because we gotta, you know, we gotta come up with a better solution. But when it starts rolling in towards a decade of crap, there's a problem that starts all the way at ownership. Uh, there's there's something wrong with Detroit. Period, dude. It doesn't matter where you go, like. All the way from from football to baseball, basketball, all yeah, of it, the man. The Pistons haven't really been. Much I'm of just anything. like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, you got talent, you just either don't know how to coach them or you don't keep them. So. Yeah, it's crazy how how poorly Detroit's been run in all uh, three phases of the sports world, major phases of the sports world. All right, um, so something that we were supposed to talk about last week, but I forgot to bring up. I said we, but it's really me. I <laughs> the Arizona Diamondback starting pitcher Madison Bumgarner pitched one of his team's games of a doubleheader. By MLB rules for this season, the same rule that was during last year's pandemic-shortened season, doubleheaders this year will be seven innings, barring a tie. As such, Bumgarner pitched all seven innings without giving up a hit in the game. However, according to Major League Baseball, he is not given credit for pitching a no-hitter. According to MLB, their rules state that the credit for a no-hitter can only be given in a nine-inning game, which means that this would even apply to a perfect game. The only question is, where does that end, honestly? That's not fair. I don't care what you say. If you're going to change the rules up and make it only a seven-inning game, he needs to get the same kind of, you know can't punish a player for your rule. Exactly. It's not like it's a nine-inning game. I, I, I know, I know there, there's arguments that are going to be said, well, you know, what if they went nine innings yeah. and he actually gave up a hit? Yeah, but that's not the way the game was set up. Yeah. You already know going into it it's going to be a seven-inning game. Yeah, barring ties. So, yeah, I mean, it's like. So what? I mean, so if he, let's say it was tied at zero. He didn't give up a hit. So it goes eight, no hit, goes to nine, and then they win in nine. Does he get credit then? Does yeah, that give him the yeah, credit? Right. Or does he go, no, because it's technically a, still a seven-inning game and it went into extra innings. Oh, that would, dude, that would piss me off. Right. And then not only that, here's like, my Especially thing. as a player, that would really just, mm-hmm. oof. And then here's my thing. So if you're going to punish the pitchers, are you going to punish the hitters? Say a team's playing a double hitter. Their team is just smoking their opposition in the double hitter. Just and the guy hits hits uh hits five home runs in that game, which would be an MLB record. Is it an MLB record? Oh. Is that a record for most home runs in a single big, game? Big man's got a good argument here, guys. You know, get Ooh. or if he hits the goal or just even just most hits, if it's just most hits in a game. Is it really did he have the most hits in a game? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Because you're playing by arbitrary rules. You can't sit there and say, okay, the hitter hitter got a record, but then the pitcher didn't get a record. Yeah, you can't play favorites. No, so. you can't. So, And and, I, and honestly, I don't really like Bumgarner. I never really have. Yes, he was a giant. I just never liked his attitude. 
I can understand your attitude towards your rival team, the Dodgers. I got that. But when he was facing teams that weren't really his rival, I just really didn't care for his attitude, period. And so I'm not defending him. Per, I am defending him because he did, earned that. But I'm not defending him because I like the pitcher. I'm defending him because right is right and wrong is wrong. And in this case, the MLB is wrong. You're being a unbiased sports fan. so Trying to go. be. Because it really kind of kills me on the inside. Right. Because I really don't like the guy. Never liked the guy. And then it's just like, oh, it's kind of killing me, but i got to stand up for what's right. And that's right is right and wrong is wrong. And, this is, and that is wrong. All right, so before I go on another rampage about that, let's move on to the hardwood. <laughs> Get off the diamond, onto the hardwood, shall we? Let's do it. All right, we just witnessed the most lopsided home loss in NBA history that occurred this past Saturday when the Indiana Pacers annihilated the Oklahoma City Thunder in OKC. The final score was 152-95. to So not only did the fun- Thunder, I almost said Thunder for some reason, it wasn't fun for them at all. They <laughs> suffered the worst it home loss. for the Pacers? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, suffered the worst home loss in NBA history, but they would not even score 100 points. The Pacers set a franchise record in points scored in a game. The previous high, oh, um, the previous high for a home loss was 56, set in 2018. Well, actually, it was set in 86, but it happened again in 2018 when the Celtics beat the Bulls in Chicago, and again, and it happened previously in 1986 when the SuperSonics beat the Rockets in Houston. At one point in the game, the Pacers had a 67-point lead, and the largest margin of victory ever in any game is 68 done by the Cavaliers over the Heat in 1991. So, Cooper, your thoughts on this futility that is the Thunder? You mean this fiasco? Right. Yeah, just scrap it, dude. Wave the white flag. You're done for the season. Like, you have proven that you're not going to do shit. At what point are you sitting there expecting the Mortal Kombat judge to go, finish them? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude. I'm like, what the hell is this? It was bad, man. Like, at one point, at what point does, does you know, the NBA go, well, you know, throw in the towel. Like, I mean, you do it with boxers. You do it with, you know, why, why, why punish them like that? <laughs> Right. Just, can we get a mercy rule? For the there needs call? to be a mercy rule, dude. That's I mean, just... you're, you're professional. I guess but it's because the they are professional ta- At athletes. the same time, yeah, I understand. Dudes don't want to be like, well, okay, we I gave, gave up. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you're not going to give up. You're going to be a stubborn ass. You're going to play it all out to the, to the very bitter end. So. Yeah, I understand the pride aspect, but, I mean, still, deep down, at some point... If you're even a player, you're like, Coach, you put me back in this game. I'm just going to fucking walk off the court because fuck this shit. Right. Because this was bad. I don't know, man. I just – good for the Pacers, though, I guess, because, you know, they played a, they played their hearts out. They're trying to make the playoffs. They're not where the Thunder are right now. When they're The Thunder are trying to basically suck as much as they can to get a good draft pick where the Pacers are actually trying to do as good as they can to make the playoffs. So. Yeah. You can definitely tell the difference in both situations. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, and it's not good from a perspective of 
you know, the player himself thinking, well, you know, they, they've already proven they don't want us here. They're ready to scrap. They're ready to just call it a year already. All right. And the year hasn't even really, you know I mean? It, sure, we're like, what, a couple months in now? But Well, I mean, we're about to the end of the year. Well, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like, why? Why, dude? Why? You know, it seems like we're folding up, <laughs> folding the tent early and going on. All right, man. So we did have another bit of history happen this past Saturday as well. Luka Doncic, Shannon Sharp's uh, next Larry Bird, made history when he joined the rare 30-point, 20-assist triple-double club. Only three other players have ever achieved this milestone, Oscar Robertson, Magic Johnson, and Russell Westbrook. Doncic finished the game with 31 points, 12 boards, and 20 assists, but his team barely held on to a 125-124 uh, victory over those feisty Washington Wizards, who are also trying to make the playoffs. Interesting note, though, the Wizards do have Russell Westbrook, who happened to be on the Wizards, of, and got to see this accomplishment happen against his team firsthand. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Luka Doncic joining very rare air. That's very, very cool, dude. I mean, he's still young, dude. Mm-hmm. So, uh... How many more of these things can he break, dude? I mean, yeah, he's got he's got youth, so you got that going for him. Um, he's the only thing that he really just needs to work on in these off seasons coming up. Obviously, they're trying to make they're making a playoff run right now, so it's not going to be able to work on it so much during the season. But this off season, if he can figure out to get his three point percentage up, dude's going to be beast. Oh, yeah. He'll be an yeah, MVP man. soon. Very Crazy, soon. Crazy, dude. Crazy. I mean, basically, we're looking at possibly him and, um, um, shoot, Zion. That's what I was I'm Probably battling out for MVP votes from here on out. Because we're basically down to that point where it's going to be those two at the top of the uh, MVP charts. All right, next up, we are going to talk about this past Friday being the return of LeBron James. James tested out his ankle and was ready to go against the Sacramento Kings. However, the rest of his team didn't seem to be ready to go as they would fall to the Kings 110-106. The team combined for a total of 18 points in the fourth quarter that ultimately cost him the game. James would finish with 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Anthony Davis led the team in points with 22 points while adding 11 boards and 3 assists. Only Drummond with 17 and McLemore with 12 off the bench reached double-digit points for the Lakers. Meanwhile, the Kings had seven players reach double-digit points, and only one of their players off the bench didn't even score. While Tyrese Halliburton led all scorers with 23 points, and Halliburton, of course, is a king. Excuse me. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the return of LeBron James, but the (laughs) fiasco that it still seems to be the Lakers on court. Performances, boy, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Especially against the Kings. Yeah. That's not. That's not saying a lot. That's not good, and that's not the kind of way you want to come back, dude. Um, Definitely is not. I don't know what the hell got put in their water the night before or whatever, but uh, wow. I wonder part of the problem is they got so excited that they had LeBron James that they just assumed they were going to win the game. Then there's that, right? Because there's always that, you know, that air of confidence where you're too confident, thinking you're just going to win because you're, you know, you got your best player back. 
And the other team's like, I don't care you got your best team back. We came to play. Or your best player back. We came to play. And the Lakers probably got two last few days of Cole in the fourth quarter and cost themselves a, uh, what should have been a pretty much an easy victory. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, dude. Uh, I, yeah, man. Oof. That's just bad because, you know, like like we said, when, when LeBron James comes back, we're like, yeah, and then well, they lay to do that, it's like, have a dud game right after that. Yeah, it's not good at all. Oh man, I mean, you you watched it, right? So yeah, it wasn't. It was not good at all. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was just wow. It was not good. It was just like insanely bad. It was like, oh my God, what am I watching? They didn't. They started out kind of cruddy in the first quarter. Got back into the game in the second quarter. Looked like they were about to. Is it like watching a basketball version of uh, the bench formers? Basically. But it doesn't look like they, you know, they look like, hey, we're going to pull away right here in the third quarter because we kind of jumped out to a nice lead, and then all of a sudden we couldn't do shit. And the fourth quarter just like, uh, uh, uh. And, of course, I'm sure the team just took too many flipping threes. they got to stop with these threes. They're not, not one person on that team is freaking Steph Curry. Stop for the love of God shooting threes like that. Yeah. You can't shoot threes in volume like that because you guys don't hit them well in volume. It's just driving me up a wall. Uh, so, anyway, so, yeah, there's my frustrations. I got more frustrations for you on Tuesday with football talk because oh, yes. my team. Oh, my team. Picking a punt return in the second round. Good Lord. Anyway, so course like we said we'll bring you more football talk on tuesday we're gonna have a little bit of nascar talk of course thursday we get to talk about the kentucky derby and how sad i am when i realized who the winner was <laughs> i should have bet on that yikes uh let's see so that kentucky derby of course we're going to talk a little bit about soccer hockey all that fun stuff oh yeah we get to talk about uh, the releasing of the kraken Oh, yes, that's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun, so be sure to tune in for that. Of course, this next Saturday is the return of Wrestling Talk. Not that it had gone anywhere this past week. We just talk, like to say the return. <laughs> it comes back around again. Getting interesting. I want to see what happens with RK Bro. I'm looking forward to this. Right. I want to see what happens. I'm kind of interested. It's like, ooh, it's <laughs> enticing. I want to see where this goes. How long until Randy Orton gets tired of the bro? Yeah, how long? It's going to be like a week or two. <laughs> You're only giving it two weeks at max? It's Randy Orton, dude. He is... Yeah, but we, we see him take things and go for a while with him. I mean, he was a Wyatt member for a long time. Yeah, and I thought that was dumb, too. Well, he was I, a, I didn't know. He was a legacy it. member for a while. No, that was that was cool, because it was like he was running his own show. Yeah, his own little faction. I mean, so it'll, it'll definitely be... I mean, heck, him and uh, Cena had a pretty good run for a little bit, even though they hated each other. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's just it is what it is. I mean, so... At least those two look like they could get along. I mean... That's yet to be determined. In some way, some aspects, maybe. He might just RKO him just for the hell of it. And it might not even be the end of it either. He might just do it because he's irritating. Right. You know what? You know, <laughs> There you go. RKO for you. Good night. <laughs> I'll see you in the locker room, bro. 
bro. Yeah, what, what's up with him and his, his scooters, bro? I don't know. What's with the scooters, man? Are you jealous of Scoot Scoot? No, I just don't. You want a Scoot Scoot? <laughs> scoot Scoot. Should we get you a Scoot Scoot? Yeah. An original bro scooter. I want, I want an original bro scooter, man. <laughs> all right, man. So and I'm going to scoot it all around Walmart. Be like, what's up, man? <laughs> scoot Scoot. <laughs> and I need some RVD papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. Anyway, so of course, then be sure to tune in next Sunday when we come back again with more baseball basketball talk. And then the following week after that. And let's pray the Lakers win some so he'll have something nice to talk about. Oh, for the love of God, please. And the Dodgers, fix your bullpen issues before I smack you around a little bit. Jeez. All right, you got anything else to add? No, I'm good to go, brother. Me too. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep keep on on talking talking sports. sports.